Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab your matcha green tea, cherry blossom teeny, or a hot sake, and get settled in to a big, puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. So on tonight's episode of Happy Hour with Mystic Chick, we are kind of delving into uh, getting ready for the spring equinox coming up with some spring cleaning in the uh, feng shui zone. We are going to be talking about feng shui 101 tonight, and that should be a good time exploring different elements of feng shui. It's uh, it's going to be kind of a high-level feng shui episode. There is a lot of stuff around feng shui, so one one episode probably won't cover it, but there, you will hear some useful information tonight and at least get an idea as to what feng shui is and, you know, different ways to use it. So that will be very, very helpful and exciting. And I see Virgo Lass. Let's click her on. Hello, Virgo Lass. Hello, Mystic Chick. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> so um, anyways, tonight's episode, spring cleaning. <laughs> so yeah, today actually does feel like the first day of spring, even though it's not. I I know, really. Well, okay. And I was going to give kind of a, a um, warning about tonight's show because I have a panting dog in the room with me. <laughs> Who has been a complete and utter dog bully today with my other dog because, you know, she senses spring. So it just, it sounded for a while like somebody was getting torn limb from limb, but that's just playing in the dog world. Very true. Sometimes in the cat world too. Oh my gosh. So this is almost like an equinox detox, this whole feng shui. Equinox detox. I love it. (laughs) Feng shui intervention time. Hmm. Okay, so a couple of alcohol things to talk about first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, Virgo Lass, what are you drinking tonight? Well, actually, I have switched to my summertime liquor. I'm having um, gin <laughs> in my LaCroix instead of whiskey. Like I do whiskey in the winter and gin in the summer. And today was a balmy 60 degree day. So I felt like some gin. <laughs> Oh, because around here, like out in the burbs, it only got to 59. So I didn't feel as summery. (laughs) (laughs) Although that's actually weird because I live like right by the lake, like actually went and walked to the lake today. So (laughs) you would think that I would have been more chilly. But it was, I mean, not like it wasn't chilly because, you know, it's Chicago and it just always is. But compared to, you know, compared to 30 below zero. Oh, I know. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, and like stuff that I've read about the weather and the lake effect over the years is that sometimes the lake makes it warmer closer to the city and sometimes it makes it cooler. I I just don't quite understand the science behind it. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) The lake does what it does. (laughs) I am drinking something red. (laughs) Ooh. That's about all I got. It's it came to me in a glass that was handed to me and it's chilled and it's red. So I think it's a <laughs> I'm like blanking. Cabernet Sauvignon? I think it is. But yeah, that's only a guess. It tastes kind of Sauvignon-y. Sauvignon-y. <laughs> mm. 
Okay, so anyways, I'm also drinking. Shout out to LaCroix. LaCroix, if you ever want to endorse us, I yes, am drinking. Please. <laughs> yeah, really. We go through so much LaCroix, both of us. Uh, berry LaCroix. <laughs> Mine's a pamplemousse. Ooh, that is my second flavor. I always have either because the pamplemousse is grapefruit, grapefruit, right? Yeah. Okay, so I either have that one or I have berry or sometimes cran raspberry if I want to, you know, kick things up a notch. Get a little spicy. Get a little crazy. <laughs> okay, so there's a couple of things that I was going to kind of explain really quick. A couple notes that I had made before we jump into the Vang Shui episode. So I'm just going to read this off really quick. This is just for anybody who kind of is really, really new to Feng Shui. This is just meant to kind of like, you know, get your feet wet. So everything in this world is a form of energy. Plants, animals, and people are all made of energy and give off very specific vibrations. Non-living things also emit energy. So rocks and minerals, electronics, places, even words vibrate at different energy frequencies. Whether it is a person, place, thing, sound, word, etc., it carries with it an energetic vibration. When you surround yourself with a bunch of things of a certain vibration, you begin to vibrate at that level. This happens because things at the same vibration seek to harmonize. If you are not consciously choosing what's around you, you risk attracting more negative energy things into your life, causing you to vibrate at a lower level. So in order to make the most of your energy, it's imperative to consciously surround yourself with things that vibrate harmoniously at higher levels. And this is where feng shui can help you out. Feng shui uh, helps you become aware of what's around you and what impact it's having on your life. Because the internal world and the external world are two sides of the same coin, uh, positively making changes in your environment can give your outlook a boost and vice versa. The basic principle of feng shui is that everything is energetically connected and is always changing. Feng shui can help you create balance and harmonious energies where you live and work. This can help you live a richer, fuller, happier life and achieve your highest potential. In feng shui, the life force that flows through all things is known as qi. It can be active and moving or it can stagnate and pool like dust. It is important to keep the chi flowing and balanced. When your chi is imbalanced, you can have health problems, financial problems, relationship problems, etc. While stagnating chi can cause issues, chi that is moving too fast or directed in the wrong way can also be problematic. Chi can fly right out the door or it can turn into poison arrows. Respecting and directing chi is the key to a happier environment and a happier you. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> That was like my public service announcement. <laughs> it was a good one. I'm a believer now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, what are your thoughts on feng shui, Virgo Lass? Have you used it a lot in the past or like, are there, you know, how, what, what is your exposure level <laughs> of feng shui? <laughs> I mean, I think that I said once before, like my mom got me a book, like just like, you know, like a little Barnes and Noble thing. And I read it, but like I didn't put any of it to use. Um, I have, you know, ADHD, which means that my brain like wants to see everything out in front of me mm -hmm. uh, or else like I don't have the object permanence. 
Like, I think it disappears if I put it away. So a lot of feng shui is get rid of your clutter, put everything away, hide this, hide that. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. If I do this, then I'll never see it again. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just have to find, like, the kind of feng shui for me. Like, I mean, because... For us, it's like, I mean, I feel like we have gotten a better control over the clutter over the years, but it's still just like this constant everyday battles, constant vigilance. (laughs) Well, and I think that that is the point of feng shui is that it is like the stuff that's in your house is kind of... It, it does have its own life force and it's it's constantly doing what it wants. And you're kind of like trying to harness that. <laughs> yeah, because I'd say that it was maybe about four or five years ago that like I really started like working on clearing stuff out and, you know, getting rid of things that I didn't really need anymore and trying to keep up with things a lot in a better way. Because um, it just I think that I was just going through a very stressful period. Um, Like if you can do the math for like four or five years ago, we've all been going through a very rough period. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that I was just all like, just so stressed out that I couldn't handle like, like I needed my home to be peaceful. Like I couldn't handle the stress of like having like just clutter everywhere anymore. Mm, Yeah. And So, I mean, this kind of thing can really help with that. It's amazing what clutter can do to your psyche and kind of your opportunities in life. There's so much. And I'm actually, when you brought up clutter, this is kind of something that we were going to touch on later, but I kind of feel like it fits in now. So I'm going to go over this stuff really quick. But these are feng shui don'ts. So these are things that no matter what your circumstances, no matter what area of the Bagua we're we're looking at, and I'm going to go into that as well, because there's different, you know, schools of thought with feng shui. And I've never been dedicated enough to do the compass style. I like the black hat style Bagua kind of you know, just a grid because it just is easier for me to process, but that's just me. So anyways, feng shui don'ts, no matter what school of thought you're kind of approaching this from or what area of your house you're working in, um, you never ever want piles of dirt and dust. You don't want any clutter or you want to try to reduce the clutter. Clutter certainly clogs up the chi very quickly. Uh, Broken things, things from your past that don't represent your life anymore or things from your past that actively made your life worse. Reminders of people or places or experiences that just made your life kind of a living hell or just upsetting in some way. Dead plants, negative images of any sort. And now this one is delicate because I know like if you love horror movies or that sort of thing, there are some negative images or if you are goth, you know, it's possible you have some art that can be construed negatively, but it's kind of the intention behind it as well. And there's also just places that it will be a little bit more kind of useful than others. So, you know, having a a bunch of horror movie posters like in the family area is probably not the best move because then you're basically creating kind of this nightmare environment for family interactions. 
I Unless just, that's kind of what you're going for. Yeah. <laughs> Mission <Dream>. accomplished. <laughs> yeah. No, like I did see the um when I was like reading up on this that they said, oh, you know, you don't want to have like dried flowers or skulls or anything like that because that's like dead energy. And I was just like, well. <laughs> no, you're right. There is a time and a place, and it really is the intention behind something that does make a difference. Um, I know I collect skulls myself, but I mean, they're they're carved skulls out of like crystals and that sort of thing. But a, somebody looking at it that didn't understand it would be like, oh, my God, you're so, you know, <laughs> macabre. <laughs> <laughs> but they're symbolic of a lot of different things, ancient wisdom and and a bunch of other stuff. So they're they're meaningful to me and and so it really is the intention behind something. So anyways, junk things that don't work properly. So they may not be broken, but you may have to kind of like bang on them to to get them to work or you know, you're kind of like putting things together in a, in a strange way to make them work then that's probably bad for your chi. Creaky hinges Anything that blocks the front door because all of your chi flows in through the front door and uh, beds in front of doors because then you are hit with a bunch of chi while you sleep and that can be, that can damage you health-wise and other things. Yeah, I saw the whole thing about the bed and I was like, well, I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there are solves for that. So the other thing to to, uh, keep in mind is that no matter what your issues are in you know, your feng shui, bagua, whatever area of your life is, is kind of needing some love and you feel like, I, how do I fix this? This there, I can't do anything about this. There's always a solve. So don't get too nervous. <laughs> it seems worse than it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now your experience with feng shui though, Virgo last, like, and I know we kind of touched on this before, but you have to refresh me. Like, were you, you didn't dive deep enough to kind of decide whether you were compass style or Bagua style? Oh, or the... God, no. Okay. <laughs> like, no, I, I am an absolute beginner here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is perfect. All right. <laughs> so, just a back, some background stuff for about feng shui. It, it means literally wind and water. It has been used for positioning buildings, furniture, graves, which I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I won't have to worry about that personally because I'm getting cremated and and, uh, sprinkled over one of the large malls in the uh, suburban area of Chicago. Wait, wait. (laughs) what? (laughs) Your remains are going to be sprinkled over Woodfield? Yes. <laughs> Bury me at the Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> the chi moves freely there. I will be happy. <laughs> no, it's it's been my joke for the last like 10 or 15 or 20 years that I will be sprinkled over there. No, I will actually, my ashes will be uh, sprinkled kind of in the ground to feed a baby tree. It's going to be a whole ceremonial thing and beautiful. It will be beautiful. Yeah, that's what I want to. I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't know who's going to do it. I'll just like, you know, maybe like just address that to whoever's taking me, taking care of me at the nursing home. <laughs> There's always somebody who's, who's, uh, you know, willing to do that sort of thing. Cause it's kind of, I don't know. It's a beautiful experience. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so there's five elements and that's why there's like so many 
this can't all be covered in one episode. This is seriously not to go corporate again, but a high level episode because I can't even really get into the whole positive and destructive cycles and all of the elements. Wood, water, metal, earth, and fire. Uh, but basically, the goal again is to balance the elements to create the best flow of chi. So that's pretty much where we're at. And then we were just going to start exploring the Bagua. Ooh. <laughs> Let's explore. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been like trying to, because yeah, I've been trying to like figure out this whole Bagua stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm still having a hard time like wrapping my mind around it a little bit. Okay. T- tell me more because this could help like how I start explaining it. Uh, I think that, See, I, I keep seeing it like just diagrammed out with all these different divisions. And I'm just like, I don't know what any of this means. Like, what if I like, I know it all starts with the doorway, right? But like yeah. for my living room, like my um, door is like off to the side and I can't see it. Or is it just like the doorway that leads to the hallway that leads to the kitchen? Like, does that count as a doorway? Um, it's start well, okay. You could apply the Bagua map to every room of your house, but you like overall you want to orient the Bagua over your front door to your home. Yeah, but the front door is like kind of off to the side. Okay. And there are solves for that, like uh, and that might be another episode because I'd have to like look at your schematics to figure out how to fix that. Mm-hmm. But depending on, you know, if the door is kind of like removed from the rest of the place or if it cuts into part of the place or is it kind of like apart from it and then the rest from it. So, yeah, you walk in and there's like a little vestibule and then you hang a right to get into my living room. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I would have to kind of look at the schematics, but basically you're going to orient it there anyways. And then there might be some solves to kind of bump up what you do. Because if you're applying the grid of nine, so you orient it to your front door. And then the most important floor is the the ground floor of wherever you're living. Like if you do have upstairs or a basement or anything else, you can apply the Bagua to those levels as well. But the first floor is the most important. So Front door is going to be uh, where you orient it. And you're going to then, I'm pulling up my little mappy map. But in front of the front door, you're going to have three segments. And imagine the top of a Rubik's Cube, because this is kind of how it looks. Every Every quadrant, every section has a color that represents it. And they're all, so it's kind of this multicolored grid of nine. And in your, like, front left corner will be knowledge and skills and that sort of thing. And the the predominant color for that Bagua is blue. So right in front, in the middle of the front uh, section, you're going to have career, which is black and white. And then on the right hand side, you're going to have helpful people and travel, which is gray and white and black and that sort of thing. So those are the three squares that are going to go across that front third of your living space. So when you kind of apply a grid of nine, if they're equal squares, uh, do you feel like your front door then, like, do you have part of a room then kind of in those squares as well or not? I'm still like lost on like the direction. 
that I'm supposed to be looking from my doorway. I don't know. You might have, you might have to just skip me. I think that I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to like have to send you like photographs and then you'll be like, Oh, okay. oh, oh. Cause do you have to turn? I can't remember. Yeah. Like, kind of walk in and then the, um, couch is over by the windows and then the TV is on like the wall. That's like, right across um closest to the front door and there were bookshelves yeah bookshelves like on the other wall so a sarcophagus of nefertiti in the corner well, of course <laughs> <laughs> like like you do <laughs> um, so then i'm just trying to figure out like do you, when you walk in the front door though i can't remember do, is it a straight shot into the living space or do you have to t- make a turn you have to make a turn Okay. So yeah, I would need to look at the actual like plans or something, or if you could draw out the plans and whatever, then I can look and see how it would be applied. But you, you start where your front door is and then you kind of make everything work from there. So a lot of times it will be a little bit more straightforward than that, but they have like sections and you can look up things like what, you know, just type in like, what happens if my door is here or whatever, like what happens to the feng shui? And that they will have kind of workarounds for pretty much everything. Okay. I can figure this out. <laughs> we'll figure this out. I mean, I feel like bedrooms and bathrooms, those are easier because there's a clear door right there. Like kitchen and living room, that's where it gets spotty because like you just walk into them. Like there's not really a door. True. And so that's kind of when you're like mentally applying overlaying the the bagua to the entire living space so you could have a room depending on the size of your place you can have a room where you have like two or three or four baguas kind of like encroaching on that space if that makes sense yeah and so every room has all the baguas or skip some (laughs) baguas i know Okay, let's do this. We'll start from the top. Yeah, I'll take it from the top here. <laughs> we're, we're learning like a new choreographed dance routine. Okay, so from the top, imagine for a minute, this actually could be a great guided visualization exercise. Imagine for a minute that you are, sit, sit there in your body, sit comfortably in your chair, close your eyes, take a deep breath. Feel the earth underneath your feet you you are grounded you are safe whilst tumbling down tumbling down (laughs) now float outside your body now you're you're okay you're on your cord you're not going to get severed you're not going to float float away disembodied and never be able to return that's not that kind of episode so uh float up from your body and rise over the top of your living your the place where you live wherever that is and look at it like you're from like floating in the sky above your living place. And then you can kind of see, oh, I see my bedroom. I see this. I see that. There's the kitchen. Isn't that cute? You know, take the bagua and just imagine laying the whole thing over the entire living space, draping it over like a big tarp. And the tarp has nine squares that are of equal size. And then just kind of see what that does to your living space. Like when you drop it down over it, where is the prosperity corner? Is it kind of like falling over the kitchen area and part of the hallway or part of the living room? Like is your bedroom 
you know, where is your bedroom? Like what, what happens with all that? Do you, do you know what I'm saying now? Yeah, no, I'm not getting it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that I, I think I need to go scale back to lo- the way basics of <laughs> feng shui. Like, I think that I just have to walk before I can run. I picked a real <laughs> like, I just need to, yeah, like, I just need to, like, dust under my bed and <laughs> organize oh my, my books. Oh, my <laughs> right God. Now, before, all right, all right. I, before I can figure out the bag was. <laughs> okay. So this will be, I'm going to make this part short then because. I, I do see your hang up, but I need like other people out there to know just in case. And then we are going to talk about some of the solves because they are, they can be quite helpful. Um, but just for your particular case, since you are struggling, you can apply the bagua to each room. So okay. if, you know, that's a concern for you, just kind of work it that way and then we'll figure out the rest later. But Anyways, so in any room or in your entire living space, you have, I'm just going to go through this really quickly. And there are places, if you look up um, feng shui, I can't talk now, feng shui bagua uh, map, you can kind of find images that will show you like a, a grid of nine with different colors and kind of telling you what happens in each square. But so you have, um, if you are orienting it to the front door of your entire living space, which you don't have to Virgo last, (laughs) but I'm just saying, you know, for posterity, uh, you orient it to your front door of your living space. And then you, it is applied like overlaid on top of that entire first floor. So if you divide your entire first floor of living space into nine equal areas, that is the Bagua. And so... For me, uh, my career area is in my living room and my house is not huge. So it kind of gets kind of squished. You know, I've got career running into uh, helpful people and travel and the knowledge and skills. And they're all across the same wall where the front door is. So just kind of walk in and you're like, woo, knowledge. Ooh, I'm turning over here. Career. (laughs) Don't trip over the dog toy in career. (laughs) Hey, helpful people. Good luck with that. I think there's, yeah, stuff over there. (laughs) So then if you go into your middle area, your your three middle squares are going to be on the left-hand side, family, which is the wood element. The dominant color is green. In the middle of your entire first floor living space is health. And that is something that gets easily neglected because there are a lot of things on the first floor. And a lot of times there will be maybe like coat closets in the middle of that space, uh, powder rooms in the middle of that space, different things that, you know, are kind of almost afterthoughts or there won't be anything. It'll be like the middle of a space. So that's the one that probably needs the most love most often. On the right-hand side of the middle of your grid, you have children. So it's not just that one. It's, can you just give me a minute? <laughs> I, I know this was going to be, I'm just reading off of one grid. It's technically creativity in children. So any, and a child could be a project you birth. So anything in the creative realm and children would be almost like the babies of those ideas. That's all white element metal. And it's your right middle quadrant of your first 
floor of space. Now you can also, as a reminder to everyone out there, apply these to a room. So say you have a studio apartment, say you are living with other people, you know, apply it to your own room. That is completely and utterly fine. All right. Okay. Then I also actually just sent you photos of my Ooh. living room um, standing as close to the um, front door as I could get with uh, with getting a visual. Okay. Actually, I wanted to drop them in the chat so everybody could see, but I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> oh, no. I haven't mastered that skill yet. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that you can. There wasn't like any sort of icon for it. No, it doesn't look. It's just a smiley. Just a smiley. Uh, maybe I'll put them on my Twitter so everybody can uh, go see over there. Okay, so I see your place, but I'm trying to where, like, I see, I love your gazelle. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to jump right on it. Uh, so the gazelle, like when you walk in your front door, are you walking directly towards the gazelle or you make yeah. a turn? Well, okay. You make a turn like, okay. So the front door faces a wall. Okay. And that's where your vestibule is. Yes. <gasps> Angels are singing. <laughs> <laughs> I finally get it. <laughs> I'm not even a singing person and I'm, I don't really enjoy musicals, but I feel like this is a musical moment. Okay. I got it now. So, <laughs> so where does that sarcoph sarcophagus fall? Hmm. Does it fall in creativity and children? I think it does. <laughs> I mean, I, guess, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh God. That's too funny. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyways, anywho, you would be orienting it towards, I'm thinking for a minute, because there's, is there stuff behind the vestibule? Like, does the rest of your condo, like, are there rooms that lay behind the vestibule? Oh, behind the vestibule would be the um, coat closet. Okay. And then it keeps going. Like, is there anything else? Uh, behind the coat closet is the kitchen. Yes. Okay. So you're going to orient it to, to the front door where it's facing the vestibule. So your skills and knowledge will actually be in the vestibule. Okay. Skills and knowledge is in the vestibule. So okay, you, I can, I, okay, I can start seeing how this is laid out now. So would the kitchen be the wealth area? Is the kitchen the last room in that on that side? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the kitchen would be wealth. We're doing something here. We're making magic. <laughs> so the coat closet is family. Yeah. Man, <laughs> so, screwed. So, <laughs> so screwed. So <laughs> screwed. You know, my my family area has the coat closet also. So we're we've got the same baggage. There you go. <laughs> we keep all the baggage. <laughs> I mean, I, I can kind of see it. I mean, that's where the family puts all their stuff intermingling together. Like sometimes, you know, the cats take naps there. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, in the, one of the pictures I sent you, you can absolutely see Bowie in his catchery. <laughs> BTW. Wait, I only <laughs> see two pictures. Did you send me two or three? Two. Okay, good. I'm trying to, which one? I don't see Bowie. Oh, um, in the picture that has the gazelle in it. I think that your eye went straight to the gazelle <laughs> instead of the catchery. It's all what you focus on, isn't it? Oh, okay. I didn't make it big enough either. This is like a vision test. Oh, there he is. Yeah, I didn't make it big enough. 
<laughs> All right, adorbs. <laughs> okay. So, um, this makes it way better. So then on your, so divide it up your back right corner of your entire living space would then be right. The whatever's right of the kitchen. Whatever's right of the kitchen. Um, I'm trying. Okay. So, so basically what's right of the kitchen is the bedroom and the bathroom, but then there's also like a little back room behind those, like kind of in between. So what's Behind the kitchen is actually the um, back deck. Okay. So that's outside. Right. But and then there's would... like a room kind of sticking off there. And then a behind room... that is the bedroom. And then next to that is the bathroom. Oh, but uh, the bathroom is like, uh, there's a hallway though, right? Because there's the bathrooms on one side and the kitchen's on the other. Isn't that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Chicago Railroad Apartments. Okay, this is good. So railroad, it's laid out pretty long and narrow, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, the bathroom would then be... See, and this is where I'm talking about with the health and and that sort of thing being like the most neglected or weird area of the space. I think the health then is kind of in that hallway. Okay. It Middle kind of section of the place would be... Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where you need to do some extra kind of... Uh, cures to to bump that energy up because you're not getting I mean you're getting health in the sense that you have a lot of back and forth movement and that energizes the chi but then you also have to kind of consider how long your hallway is because sometimes with really long hallways you might want to break it up with a hanging crystal otherwise the chi flows too fast and that could be damaging okay so you would have to just kind of gauge how long your hallway is. And if you feel like you it's too narrow and long, or if it's just right, then you don't have to worry too much. But hanging a crystal in that area may not be a bad idea anyways to kind of give that area some extra like energy because there's not a whole lot else you can do in a hallway except like hang pictures mm-hmm. and hang a crystal. No, and we have pictures. We do have some artwork in the hallway. Okay. So then the question is, what's your artwork? They are um Old Art Deco posters, like uh, French, like sort of like French advertisements from like the twenties. For <laughs> let me get up and see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, tires. <laughs> okay. No, it's like this little um, is little clown, and he's blowing smoke rings that are that are actually tires. Okay. And then uh, Waterman pens, the ideal Waterman, with like, you know, this fancy lady who was dancing around with it. And then there's this little green devil, we know what he's about, um, opening up a bottle of absinthe. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal with health. You actually hit it on the head with the, the tire, because it's a funny advertisement, right? Or mm-hmm. cute. It's funny things are actually one of the things you can put in the health area to bump up your health. <laughs> but the Waterman pens, I'm just trying to, well, you know what? That one would work too, because it's a, yeah. it's I'm a, taking, I'm taking some photos. I'm going to upload all these on Twitter, you guys, <laughs> so everyone can see. All right. Home. Here, here are some of the things that are good for the health area since we're starting there first. For some reason, it's the middle quadrant of the entire first floor you will have or the, your your room. That middle section is going to be 
health. And so yellow, gold, red, earth-toned colors, earth items. So I'm trying to think like dirt. <laughs> I, I have to say, I think that I saw something about like earth-toned and okay, if anyone sees my pictures, our home is extremely colorful. We don't do anything like the color of oatmeal around here. So Wait, what's the color of your hallway? Blue. Here, I just sent oh. you more pictures. Okay. All right. So I guess it just says, well, we'll talk about the nose, but so earth um, objects made from earth, ceramic, clay, etc. But anyway, so religious figures, triangular pointed objects, sun, stars, funny things, squares. So you, what you don't want in that area is no green, no rectangles, no columns, no wood. Oh, and wait, hmm. in my hallway. Yeah. If that's your health area. Oh, um, like I, because pictures are square. Yes. Well, are they square or rectangles? <laughs> I, I guess rectangles. Okay. <laughs> I, I sent photos to you. So if they're square, they're fine. If they're rectangles, they could be problematic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you actually might be able to just, though, take some red construction paper and just tack it up behind the pictures to kind of balance out that energy because that area really likes red or yellow you could take either one or gold doesn't really matter all right let's see yeah so those are rectangles but they have some cool things going on and they are earth tones so you've got a lot of like good stuff with that i would just maybe put some paper behind them just to be on the safe side oh you put paper behind them yeah so a lot of the cures like they don't have to cost anything you can just take even colored construction paper and balance out the space by hiding something that has the right color in it. It's kind of nefarious. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, back to the Bagua for a minute. Um, back to so the Bagua. Wait, what? Back to the Bagua. Back to the Bagua. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're on it. We're on an adventure! So, the back row you have three sections left. The back left section is going to be wealth. So purple, green, gold. Those are like really great wealth colors. Almost think like Mardi Gras. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, I can do Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. Uh, so purple. And it can, you can also add some red to that area because red contributes to purple and it's also the color of the fame area, which borders the wealth area. So they kind of feed each other a little bit. Also, so you got that middle back section, which is fame, which is red, fire, that sort of thing. And then the relationships and love, pink, red, white, and uh, that sort of thing. So, and I'm trying to look at my list again, so we can kind of go over them one by one. But Basically, so prosperity, you want kind of the Mardi Gras feel, shiny gold things, like even the plastic gold coins will work. Uh, purple, red, green, gold, symbols of abundance, moving water. So like if you have a faucet in that area, like a sink faucet, that actually works really well there. Uh, moving objects and round-leaved plants like jade. Ooh, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I keep trying to grow jade and I keep failing. <laughs> uh, one other thing before we kind of explore the rest of the, 
the Bagua is that feng shui is extremely literal. So when you're going through your space, before you even really explore like what goes in what Bagua, uh, when you kind of explore like the don'ts of feng shui, uh, you will find some things. So maybe you clear out a drawer in a dresser and then you find like letters from a past relationship or just anything that's like bad or icky or even like, you know, used band-aids somewhere, all these things energetically contribute to your life. And so like if you find McDonald's wrappers, you're basically sending to a message to the universe that you don't deserve the best that like, especially like McDonald's wrappers, for an example, it's a cheap fast food. It is probably the cheapest fast food. Maybe Taco Bell beats it by a little, but you're basically saying you don't deserve anything good in your life. And the stuff that you do get is trash because it's already wadded up in a big ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a lot of like literal interpretation in this stuff. And that's why it would probably, we're going to have to kind of like specialize in different episodes, kind of geared towards different areas because there's so much to unpack here. Again, going corporate. (laughs) (laughs) But dead plants pretty much in any Bagua, unless it's a form of art for you, or you know, it's it makes you happy in some way. But if you are kind of like going through your wealth area and you find that you have a dead plant in it, it's basically symbolically kind of saying, Hey, you know, my finances are in the crapper, (laughs) I'm not bringing in any money, I am, you know, like in debt, like all this stuff. Like, there's a lot of places where a dead plant is not going to work for you. So uh, anyways, going back to we've got prosperity. So then fame in the fame area, you want all sorts of like sharp things, actually knives. (laughs) Knives go really well. If you have a sword collection, put them in your fame area. It's a it's sharp. It's fire. It's pointy. Um, If you do have horror movie posters, you can put them there. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, red stuff. So, you know, bloody knives in your horror poster. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Triangular objects, fire, you know, a a car set on fire movie poster. Sure. (laughs) Wood, green. This I think fame and reputation actually has one of the longest lists of things. Fame and like health are probably the longest list. But uh, TV because you're kind of imagining I'm famous rectangles and columns, things that represent fire stained glass, because it's kind of like melted hot glass or whatever animals and animal byproducts. (laughs) (laughs) Where you put the litter box (laughs) or things made. Yeah. Things made by animals. And uh, in psychology, this is going to sound kind of gross, but it's kind of going back to prosperity. In psychology, if you have a dream of like poop, <laughs> it can actually represent abundance. Oh, I just realized that. Um, okay, so I'm I'm slowly getting this whole bagua thing, <laughs> and so I yeah I think that that like back room over there that is um, the fame area, and that is where we keep the litter box. So I am ahead of the game over here. There you go. <laughs> 
I'd still hang a crystal. If you haven't hung a crystal over the cat box, I still would do so because then, you know, you got all your bases covered. (laughs) (laughs) But we all try and attack it. (laughs) (laughs) Just if you can, I don't know. Or even put um, a square of colored paper under the litter box, but I wouldn't make it red. I would make it green because um, red because Bowie is actually on the litter box in the litter box, uh, red can sometimes cause inflammation in different areas. So, uh, but green is all about health and growth and that sort of thing. So put a green square under his litter box and then, yeah. So animals, animal byproducts or things made out of animal parts. (laughs) That just sounds so like silence the lambs. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you're, you know, if you're, if you're uh, big time into Wicca and you have like animal bone things or paganism or whatever, go ahead and slap those in the fame area. Also, there's another section that'll also be really great for that, that we will get to, Uh, but also plants, celebrities, or people that, you know, you look up to that are well-known. Any types of awards that you've earned, any wish lists you have for your life. And things that point up into the sky or that are in the sky. So, you know, mountains or things like stars or the moon or hot air balloons. That's all great for fame. You don't want mirrors, water or black in that area. Uh, Mirrors and black symbolize water. So those are just another way to say water. But water will put out the fire just as we were talking about last week with star-crossed lovers. (laughs) there's an ongoing theme (laughs) so much pain (laughs) all right so the love (laughs) love and relationships which you know if you're struggling if you're a star-crossed lover this actually we did mention this last week that there are kind of some feng shui things you can do to bump up the love and keep things you know on a happy in a happy place So hot tubs, if anybody's lucky enough out there to have a hot tub, this is a perfect area for a hot tub. Also flowers, pink, red, anything sensual or sexy. And then you also have to make sure that anything in that love and relationship area is balanced. You want your furniture balanced. If it's possible to have, you know, tables on either side of something, if you can have lamps on either side of something, if you can have pairs of candles, if you can have pairs of pictures, like I don't exactly know where everything falls, where people listening, you know, where they're living, uh, but whatever is in that back right corner, just kind of think red or pink or flowers or balanced furniture and pairs of things. You don't want any singles in there of anything. You don't want any cold stuff. If your mini fridge is in that area, you're going to want to cure it with something, a colored square of paper under it, or try to move it, that sort of thing. You don't want games. You don't want the Yahtzee in that relationship (laughs) area, because then that just symbolizes games in your relationship somebody's playing games with you or you're playing games with them or there's just now granted if you're a swinger maybe you do want to put games in that corner <laughs> <laughs> so Create your own reality there you go so again it's very literal think about what you want in your life and then kind of add things to those zones to kind of make that happen you don't want any yuck 
in the love and relationship. So you don't want any like gum stuck under a table. You don't want any dust bunnies. You don't want hidden storage. Well, especially if it's in the bedroom, a lot of people are prone to the under the bed storage boxes. They are a wonderful solve and organizers around the world are like, get some under bed storage. Do not get the under bed storage. It will be the death of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will say that like just having, you know, like ADHD and problems with that sort of thing, that is kind of a thing. Like I remember when I was 12, my mom got me these um, boxes to like, you know, put a bunch of crap in and then keep under the bed. And (laughs) okay, again, out of sight, out of mind. And then there's (gasps) also the problem where, okay, here is a container, you fill it, and now it's full. So what do you do with it? (laughs) So I I think the next time I pulled out that, okay, keep in mind, I got this when I was 12. I pulled it out sometime yeah. like around 16 or 17 and I just had like these boxes full of stuff from when I was 12. Your very own time capsule. Yes. <laughs> A very lame, lame time capsule. It's just like all like <laughs> notebooks from English class and stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and I mean, that's where all like the weird gifts from ex-boyfriends go or ex-girlfriends or ex-people like that's where, you know, the, the notes from grandma end up like <laughs> there's all these things that you don't really want floating around in your relationship area. I mean, you do want a good relationship with grandma. I'm not going <laughs> to knock that but you know if you're trying to like create a love nest like you got to look at the energy of the space and what's really populating it and if you have a bunch of books and the books are all murdery or you know talking about how to make furniture like (laughs) (laughs) that is going to work against your love it just is so that kind of goes into the next point which is distracting stuff in your love and relationships area in that back quadrant or quadrant section i I guess quadrant which by the way i think that i figured out i'm I'm getting a handle on this i think i think that that's actually the bedroom for me Yes, the bedroom zone is in the bedroom. The love zone is in the bedroom. See, you guys are awesome. All right. That's why even though you only got a 30% in the love scale between a Virgo and a Virgo, you make it work by putting the bed in the love zone. Nice. (laughs) Pumping up that chi, literally. Pump it up. (laughs) Well, I didn't intend for this one to be a dirty episode. (laughs) It just happens. It just happens. Yeah, we have no control over this. No, it just kind of goes where it goes. The chief flows where it does. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The lowest level, it's like water. They they do say that. So if you have like say a a room, a sunken room, the chi will flow down into it and kind of pool there. A sunken room? Is this like the sunken place? It's it's like the 70s. Like I haven't seen a sunken 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 room since like the Brady Bunch. (laughs) Oh yeah, when they used to have like conversation pits. (laughs) I had one at my high school. Love a conversation pit. We should bring them back. Oh my! It was actually bring back the, the art pit. of conversation. <laughs> All right. So we have in the love area in that back right corner of your first floor living space, or in the back right corner of your room, if you live with other people, or if you are in a studio apartment, or other situations. Back right corner. Um, so again. 
pink, red, flowers, hot tubs if you're lucky enough, <laughs> sexy stuff, sensual stuff, balance that furniture, get pairs of things, make sure you don't have any singles of anything, cold stuff, games, unless you are looking to swing or have some sort of other polyamorous relationship. You don't want anything yucky. No dust bunnies, no hidden storage, no distracting stuff. So not no piles of books, which I have been guilty of in the past. You don't oh, want... Yeah my, yeah, my nightstand is just a book graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want like your desk in there or your work. Like if you don't want to leave your briefcase in there. You don't want to leave your laptop in there. You want to take it out at least before bed. You you don't, and this is going to be kind of hard for people to hear, want a TV in there. Yeah, I see. I used to like falling asleep to the TV, but Virgo Lad doesn't doesn't like it at all. It's like any sort of stimulants like just keeps him awake. So, in our uh, new, so when we bought this place, we didn't put a TV in there, and you know that's actually fine. It's good to not have any electronics in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, you really shouldn't. And it, it's uh, it kind of disturbs the chi, and especially when you're sleeping, you want it as well preserved as possible because you can't basically. You can't defend yourself while you're sleeping. And I think that's kind of where it comes from, that you are kind of at the mercy of whatever <laughs> happens around you. So you have to take some extra care in that area. Uh, so an area that um, I know that you were not thrilled about, <laughs> <laughs> creativity and children. It is sometimes... Uh, so that would be my bathroom, I think. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let's see. Let's see what that means. Cause there's a toilet in there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but white. So is there a lot of white in your bathroom? Um, I guess at the, I guess the, you know, sink and bathtub and everything are all white. I mean, uh, we have the walls painted green. The toilet is white. Toilet is white. Yes. All right. There you go. <laughs> white, yellow, round stuff. Again, the toilet. <laughs> Maybe it's an oval. Does that count? I don't know. The toilet seat. Um, Earth. You can have a TV in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. I wish my bathroom was bigger and I could do something like that. <laughs> if you're going to... This is going to get dirty again. If you're going to play any sex games, play them in the bathroom. The bathroom that creativity and children area likes games. <laughs> Good. Duly noted. <laughs> uh, also, that area likes toys. So again... <laughs> experimenting go ahead and do it in the bathroom Fun stuff <laughs> in the bathroom at least for you uh, for anybody else out there that it would be the middle right section of your first floor living space or room is the creativity and children area now don't get all like weird when i say children because if you don't want kids or you you don't are you do want kids eventually but it's not going to be for years and years and years that's okay children just means like, um, you know, the birth of an idea, a actually creating something out of what you thought about, manifesting something, different projects, that sort of thing. So totally fine. It can also, though, if you do want to get pregnant and you're having a hard time, that is an area where you would want to kind of bump up the energy. And there are ways to do that for people who are actually wanting to get pregnant and can't seem to be able to. So different things to explore with that on a different day. <sighs> but anyways, okay, so hobbies, fun stuff, art, instruments. 
<laughs> Keep them all in my bathroom. <laughs> Virgolas can serenade you in the bathroom. <laughs> oh my God. Lights, flat or square shapes, and kid stuff. So uh, now this is where it gets a little interesting. And I'm going to have to ask you, like, do you have red in there? No, that is like one of the few areas of my place that doesn't have any red. Because, yeah, I wanted to create kind of like more of a spa-like atmosphere in there. Very good. So you intuitively did a lot of this stuff already. I don't even need to be here. I don't need to do this episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So no fire, no red, and no triangular or pointy things. Yeah, we try to keep pointy things out of the bathroom. (laughs) I just feel like I should say something, but I'm not going to. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know what I would say, but I just, it almost feels like it's leaving it open for some sort of innuendo. Okay, next area. <laughs> helpful people in travel. All right, so helpful people in travel, as a reminder, is dun, 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 dun. if you have your front door and you are looking at your entire first floor or your one room of space, depending on your living situation, helpful people in travel would be in the first row closest to that front door and it would be the right hand corner okay that would be my guest room there you go see travel people traveling in and staying with you you did all this intuitively (laughs) how adorbed (laughs) all right (laughs) now in this area you have uh white gray and black are some really helpful colors (laughs) i guess some people would argue it'd be a lack a lack of color there (laughs) So if you're entertaining people, they, they would see like vibrancy everywhere else. And then it yeah, would just, just be a like big gray, gray room. <laughs> We're actually in the process of redecorating that room. We just painted the walls like sort of like a really deep foresty green. Okay. And yeah, I mean, right now it's basically like kind of a crap room. It's super not feng shui, but we just ordered a curtain rod so we can actually hang curtains. So we're getting there. We're maybe stepping our way to rehabbing that room. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So helpful people in travel in case you are like wanting to incorporate any of these elements. <laughs> Some of this stuff is oddly specific. Silver containers. Silver containers. Hmm. And Yeah. There's a trick you can actually do with a silver container. So helpful people, um, if there is anything that you are looking to manifest in your life, if you write it down and you actually make a list of like people that you think could help you and what they could help with, you would write that stuff down and put it in the silver container. Oh, I love a spell. Yes. Yeah, there you go. And you could even shove a little crystal in there too, like (laughs) just for kicks and grins. Gray... Again, with the gray. Uh, Religious stuff. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Helpful beings and bells. And bells going to actually be useful in any Bagua to just kind of stir the chi up, but ring the bell. And it kind of makes the chi kind of liven up for a while. Hands. I actually do have a sculpture of a hand. It's one hand. But I think that that would probably work in that area. Uh, favorite places that you've been to or that you really feel drawn to, but you've never been, but you would love to visit, go ahead and put those in that area. And water, dishes of water, <laughs> fountains with little waterfalls or pictures of water, anything that symbolizes water. 
Okay. Yeah. We will see what we can do in there. That is kind of, we sort of nicknamed it like the museum room because that's where we put a lot of our art and like, you know, little like artsy tchotchkes and everything. So we just um, had somebody come to uh, help, had somebody to come to help us reorganize that room. And uh, we're called a lot of stuff that we didn't need. So we're like looking forward to like getting little shelves and curating things in a nicer way. So who knows, like maybe in some of the stuff, I'll find some silver containers and things like that. <laughs> you never know. Okay. So in black and white again, like extremely helpful in the helpful people in travel. If you are, <laughs> we should all be bumping up our travel areas. Right. If we want this pandemic to end <laughs> and the helpful people, you know, whoever you're going to ask, please solve this problem. <laughs> Dear scientists. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then career and life path. And that is. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking that that's actually my living room. Okay. So this might need a little bumping up because I think there's a lot of red in there. Let me take a look again. Uh, but the career, if you are your front door, your first floor of living space, if you are overlaying the grid of nine. Bagua, the first row right in front of the front door, that middle square is going to be career. And career area likes black. It likes the water element, which is black symbolizes water. And I'm looking to see what else. I have to keep scrolling because my big map wouldn't fit on one page. <laughs> okay. So water, black, white. Mirrors, which also kind of symbolize water. And it, this is kind of a, a common theme in feng shui because everything's so literal. Everything's very symbolic. Anything that represents, if there's a color that represents kind of a an element or if there's some sort of other thing that exists that could possibly represent. So mirrors, they look like water, like they're all watery, they're reflective. That's fine. Metal is great in that area, round things, and symbols of the life you want. So if there is kind of a career you're aspiring to, or a even a house that, you know, you figure, okay, when I make it big, and I'm doing this thing that I really want to be doing, I'm going to live here, or anything like that, that is where it would go. Even like a car that you would like to have, because you're earning the amount of money that you want to earn doing the thing that you want to do. You can put that there. But basically, you don't want in the career area any dirt. So not just <laughs> dirt like, oh, I haven't cleaned, but, you know, dirt from a plant or that sort of thing. You don't want just a pile of dirt lying around. I don't know how many people do that. God, the wine. All right. Earth tone colors. <laughs> like, uh, because I mean, I could see a plant being there, like if you're nurturing it and everything else, if you put it in a black pot or a white pot or that sort of thing. But actually in the career area, might what might work better is bamboo because it's in water mm -hmm. and it's growing. So you don't have to worry about that pesky dirt and you can find a container for it that would be metal or and round or white or black or whatever and just kind of have a bunch of things at the same time. So that would be a great fix. Cure, as they say. Um, so you don't want dirt, earth tone colors, squares, or symbols of things you don't want to do. I don't think I have any of that. I mean, like, I've got a TV in here, so obviously that's a square. 
Uh, <laughs> no, it's a rectangle, so it's okay. Okay. So rectangles are good. Rectangles are fine. They they do delineate between rectangles and squares, at least for feng shui. Because I know if you go to the geometric definition, you can... What is the thing? A square can be a rectangle, but a rectangle rectangle can't be a square. I guess. A rectangle just means four sides. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. I didn't take geometry. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so... Then we have, what haven't we gotten to? Skills and knowledge. Do you want to feel more knowledgeable? Don't we all? <laughs> I feel like this is a commercial. Man, I'm looking at the clock going, we didn't do it again. We're 707. I'm going to speed through these and then we'll kind of reassess. Skills and knowledge would be in that uh, if your front door is, you walk in your front door, it would be in the left-hand side, right in front of the door. Like you walk in, it's that left corner of your living space. So knowledge, skills, the colors would be black, blue, green. Books are great because it's skills and knowledge. So that if you have a bookshelf, that is a great place to put books, or you could even just put one book of something that you really want to learn more about or know about. Um, light, wisdom-related things in any way, shape, or form. Mentors or wise people. I actually have several framed pictures of uh, different gods that I picked up at my local Buddhist temple. I have one of Ganesha, which I absolutely adore, and uh, a couple other ones. So I also have a lot of gods and goddesses around my house because <laughs> that's just what I do. Uh, okay, so meditation things, altars, symbols of knowledge that you want to gain, and the things that are a huge no-no in this area of skills and knowledge, alcohol, the biggest one. If you have a home bar, if you if your kitchen falls in that area and you happen to store your wine or other alcohol bottles there, that that is a place you really want to clean out because that oh. will... Definitely my bar, against you. My bar is in my career area, apparently. So, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Might want to put a square of paper behind that, <laughs> just in case. Uh, so, no drugs, alcohol. Like I know that that at least in Illinois, um, you know, pot is legal here now. You do not want to store your pot in that area <laughs> oh that's my friend vestibule i really don't want to store it there <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the candy dish of cbd mints right there or no well see that would be kind of friendly <laughs> <laughs> thc no actually those would go really well in the creativity and children's section weirdly <laughs> Candy dish of edibles. <laughs> yeah, yes, because candy dishes actually are one of the recommended things in that area. And if you get the edibles that are like gummy bears, that would actually work there. Yeah, I mean, like, that. okay, so obviously mine would be at my bathroom. But if you think about, like, you know, just um, having the edibles, like, um, just ready for you for when you're going to go take a bath. I mean, that's not so bad. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so you don't want a big candy dish of uh, THC edibles in your front vestibule, in your <laughs> skills and knowledge. Okay. So then two more. Family uh, is that second kind of row you have on the left-hand side. So it would be green, wood, black also works, plants, 
water, rectangles or columns. So all those are good. In the family area, you don't want metal, white, anything, uh, round things or sick plants. (laughs) Okay, well, that's my closet. So no worries there. It's just a bunch of black coats. There you go. There's your black. And do you have a door on your closet? Yeah. And is it wood? Yes. <laughs> and is it rectangular? <laughs> it is. There you go. Okay. You, you but what about the doorknobs, though? The doorknobs are metal. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you crochet some little? <laughs> do you remember those? Like, I know my grandma. Like a, like a doily? <laughs> yeah. No, they did. They had, like, co- crocheted covers over doorknobs so that you wouldn't be cold, like, when you touched them. That actually sounds very practical. Why did we stop doing that? <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, you could do that. So there you go. You could you could replace them with wood handles. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I think you got enough cures, though, that it'll balance out any metal door. Uh, I actually kind of want to... I kind of want to replace everything with copper um, because uh, when the pandemic started, I read this article about how everything that you that people used to touch used to be copper because copper is naturally antibacterial and antiviral. So like there used to be like, yeah, copper doorknobs, um, copper bathroom fixtures and all of this stuff. And then they just stopped doing it because uh, probably like wasn't cost efficient and so they just like started using cheaper stuff and now we're in a pandemic and some copper would be great oh yeah <laughs> see our lack of copper has made our nation sick yes <laughs> um, <laughs> no i i totally agree i think that copper is the schnizzle and i would totally want more copper and i actually um know somebody who did i don't know if they sell industrial metals anymore but they used to sell like huge piles of copper as their job and i thought that was the coolest thing ever but anyways yeah adding copper around it's and it kind of balances out uh the chi as well copper is like a metal that you can wear on your body and it just like makes everything better it's very healing so we here are very pro copper we are <laughs> All right. So then last but not least, the health, which we talked about, but I'm going to kind of circle back to, but uh, it's the middle area of the living space of that first floor or the middle section of your room, depending on your living situation. And it gets the least amount of love because a lot of times there's just nothing that tends to go there. It's the middle of a room or sometimes it's the middle of the living space. And so there's like supportive things going on there, beams or closets or powder rooms or, you know, things like that. So you have a hallway. I've got a hallway. I have like the middle of a room. So I've kind of been able to, there's a wall there on one side that kind of is the, my house is a little bit crazy, but It's kind of like, you know, you could go through around in a circle. And so there's like this middle section and my family's in the closet. (laughs) Family's in the closet. (laughs) And I was able to like put like, you know, some stuff on the other side to kind of bump up the health, like a bookshelf. And I've actually got pictures of like family and dogs and things like that over there too. But uh, yeah, so all my health books, though, go in my health section of my living space. So I've got all my like, 
yoga books and anything about health and healing. And we actually um, are going to talk about in an upcoming episode, I don't know how upcoming, but uh, just how your thoughts affect your health and, and that sort of thing. And so all that stuff is in that area. But health for everybody out there is yellow, gold, red, earth tones, earth items, objects made from earth, clay tiles, ceramics, things like that, fire, pointy things, triangular shaped things, religious figures, squares. See, there's a ton for health. Sun, stars, funny things. You just want to make sure you don't have any green, wood, rectangles, columns, or spiral stairs. And spiral staircases are pretty much the worst chi thing ever no matter where you put them they are horrible do you know why why because (laughs) i'm so glad you asked (laughs) (laughs) because the chi starts to go down the stairs and it starts to circle and start gaining momentum and so it creates this chaotic the chi that comes down too fast i mean i Definitely don't have to worry about that. So so what happens, though, is anything at the bottom of the stairs then is going to get hit with this overwhelming amount of chi. And so say, you know, you have a spiral staircase that goes down to a, a family room or something and you have a couch facing the spiral staircase. The people who sit on that couch the most are probably going to be dealing with some health issues because you have all of that chi just like like attacking you all the time. Eek. It's too much. <laughs> Too much chi. Too much chi. So some of the things to watch out for are, uh, and they're things that every house can have, every room can have. So it's like, you can't really get rid of them. You have to kind of cure them, manage them. But toilets, because they will flush away the chi. So you have to kind of do some things to bump up the chi around a toilet. Garbage cans, because you're throwing away the chi staircases because the chi kind of flow you have to watch where the chi flows down and kind of so sometimes if a staircase is going upstairs you open the front door there's a, a staircase you're faced with a staircase what happens is the the chi runs down the stairs and out the door so then you don't have it in your house never to be seen again so you want to keep your chi in your house. So you would want to hang a crystal or something to kind of slow the chi down, catch the chi. And there's other things you can do. But poison arrows are another problem. And poison arrows are like the corner of when a corner of a room kind of juts out. It Like if you take that corner then that's kind of jutting out into a room and kind of attaching an arrow, the back end of an arrow to it kind of facing out. So it's like shooting arrows wherever that point is. It's like shooting arrows out of chi that are like way too fast and hard again. And so you would want to hang a crystal in front of that kind of corner that juts out to kind of break that up. Oh, you know that's interesting because I'm just like looking around my living room right now. And yeah, I totally have one of those. <laughs> and actually that is um, right where my little altar is located where I keep my tarot cards and all of my crystals. Ooh, so yeah, when you're trying to like get into that intuitive space, if you're feeling overwhelmed sometimes, or if you're struggling with the the tarot cards or that sort of thing, like that might be part of it is just you're getting too much energy there. And definitely um, anybody can find the crystals on Amazon that are just those kind of sun catcher crystals. They are super cheap. You can buy them in multiple packs or you can get just one for like under $10. 
you want to get something and just hang it up. I I have a poison arrow in my on my first floor living space that I've hung a crystal to kind of break up. It's makes a huge difference. Very cheap fix. Um, but anyways, so overhead beams are also a problem. So a lot of times if there's a beam beams in your bedroom, if there's if your bed is under beams, if there's just beams in a living room or something, those will kind of send the chi. So it's like cutting people. Like it slices down. Yeah. It's almost like some sort of like James Bond like villain. <laughs> <laughs> like I know how to take that person out. I'll put a beam there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you need to like find ways to kind of break up that chi. And that one is a, a little bit of a ch- more challenging solve depending on where the beam is, what the beam is made of, what the beam is kind of hitting. So I would probably need more information before I gave a solve to a beam situation. I know sometimes you can use mirrors or that sort of thing, but sometimes you might need to just move the furniture that's under the beam if you can adjust it a different way so it's not hitting you and cutting you in half. If the bed is under a beam, if there's any way to shift it to another area of the room, I don't know. But long hallways, we discussed, that is a problem because the chi gets revs up energy and just like shoots down the hallway and drains because you know things can go down the drain your love can go down the drain the finances can go down the drain your family can go down the drain your career can go down the drain do you see where i'm going with this yes (laughs) down the hole down the hole so with drains you know it might be something like you tie a red piece of yarn or something around the drain to kind of slow the chi. You can also do that with garbage cans. You can kind of like even take red nail polish and go around the top of the garbage can to slow the chi. Oh, my garbage can is red. Oh my gosh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) And it's in your kitchen? Yeah. Okay. So then it's already in an area that accepts red, correct? Mm -hmm. So there you go. It's a (laughs) win-win. All right. Win-win. And then quickly, there are uh, ways to kind of take the balance your chi on on the go by using a feng shui daisy. And those are great for kind of putting under your car mat so that your chi is always protected when you travel. Uh, You can also put them like under a desk blotter if you have a desk at an office or that sort of thing or anywhere that you need balance and protection on a regular basis. I'm looking at your little diagram of a car right now with all the little different baguas in it. Yes. And I, I pulled this one off the internet, but it looks strikingly familiar. I think it is from the book, Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life, because it looks really familiar to me, but I can't flip through it right now. So anyways, uh, when you make a daisy, it's just, you can use construction paper Or you can even take regular paper, I suppose, and color it with, you know, colored pencils and then cut out different kind of petals almost. And the yellow is the biggest because it's for your health and you want to, that's like the biggest concern, especially like when your other places is protecting yourself and your health, especially like when traveling to kind of mitigate the potential for like car accidents or that sort of thing. So yellow is the biggest and that's the center. And then the petals all around are the different colors of the bagua so red pink white gray black blue green purple red back to red so that kind of thing okay and so you take the little daisy and you put it underneath your car mat 
Yes, but you can also put one like at your desk, underneath like your desk bladder at work, anywhere where you can like hide a bagua if you are like wherever, like do you have a space at work that you're always at, like a locker or a room? Uh, I'm an esthetician. It's my spa room. It's a bed. <laughs> okay, so you could even tack one underneath the bed. Okay. You know, there's like different, you know, you could put one if you have stuff where you travel, you could put it in your travel bag. Like there's just some way to kind of keep it near you or on you, whatever that space is mm -hmm. for you. So, yeah, it's like super helpful. And also kind of like when you're traveling in a car and that sort of thing, like cars, psychologically, metaphysically, cars are a representation or an extension of you. It's like another kind of way symbolically that the universe communicates with you kind of telling you information about even your own body and your life so say you know your car runs into something it's because you need to kind of reassess where you're at are you going too fast in your life are you trying to rush through things or take shortcuts that sort of thing Oh my God. I used to get into so many accidents and speeding tickets when I was younger <laughs> in my early 20s. So, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is, there's like so much to go through with all this stuff, but I think that it's really important for people to realize that like the biggest things that you can do to make your feng shui better and your, your chi flow better, like almost instantly is just clean up, you know, get rid of the stuff that no longer serves you, get rid of any like broken things, get rid of any reminders of your past relationships or anything from the past that makes you feel bad. It goes a long way. Yeah, and one thing that I will say is that because um, recently, like I read a book about um, decluttering for feng shui. It's actually called Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui um, by <laughs> Karen Kingston. And actually, once I got into more the meat of the Feng Shui stuff, like I liked it a lot better. But the beginning was just all about clearing up your clutter and how horrible clutter is for you. And I was like getting a little annoyed reading it because <laughs> and I realized that it was because the language was all you, you, you. It's like, oh, what? like, and she would like, call us call people who are messy like oh clutter bugs or like you know oh like all the messies keeping all the clutter around and just like the cutesy language that just made me like you know want to hit somebody <laughs> and, and just it was just a very accusatory tone and uh, I was just like okay whatever Karen <laughs> 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 but so I want to say like for anyone who has ever been like turned off by that sort of language, like, I mean, it is a very big problem that everything that's usually written about decluttering, it comes from the point of view of somebody who's already clean and organized. So they don't understand just the mentality of somebody who has a lot of clutter around them all the time. And so I'm going to give a shout out to the book that changed it all for me. It's called How to Organize Your Home Without Losing Your Mind by Ooh. Dana K. White. <laughs> she also has a website called A Slob Comes Clean. She has a podcast <laughs> with awesome. the same name. And so, but she is one of us. Like her language isn't you, you, you. Her language is I, 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 because she's like, Here's like, you know, the problems that I had. This is when I had like mountains of stuff around me and like the, where my mentality was at for all of that. Here is like, you know, why I couldn't like 
have a bunch of stuff around me because I have a very low clutter threshold. So she goes into all of the stuff that worked for her and it actually is extremely ADHD friendly and so non-judgmental. And I've actually been able to keep up with her methods. So I highly recommend. I think that's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to check that out and Mm -hmm. I'll see if I can post some links when I upload the show. But yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point, like with the clutter, even it's, uh, it can be like, it affects you psychologically too. And so you can always like, if you go into someone's place, you know, you know, not during a pandemic (laughs) (laughs) and you look around and sometimes like, there's like an overwhelming pile of something or collection of something, or like if somebody has got 80,000 porcelain dolls, you know, you sit there and you really think about where they're at emotionally because it's very telling like you know there might be a struggle of some sort you know it could be they were afraid to let go of their childhood or they don't feel like their life has moved forward since then that was like the best time of their life or maybe they tried to they're trying to have children and they can't and you know they're they're kind of it's coming out sideways or just a bunch of just different things but like the more like like the women who have like tons of stuffed animals and Hello Kitty stuff everywhere and the men who still look like they live in a frat house. Well, and there's, but some of it's cultural too. So say you go to somewhere in Asia, it might actually be very like hip and modern to have like Hello Kitty stuff, but it really depends on where you're at in the world and what people view as either like a cultural thing or something that is fun or something that people haven't like moved past or, you know, just kind of like the spirit behind the stuff. And also like there's a difference between like a cute curated collection of something versus like a either an overwhelming amount of something or a bunch of something that is in disrepair or shoved in a pile in a like a really kind of scary way like the hoarders with like piles of newspapers or piles of books all over the floor in a big nasty mess yeah and i think that was definitely like our problem you know me and virgo lad is that um we have very eclectic tastes and we like to decorate but we would like we just had, we had all of these like cool decorative things, but none of it was curated. So it was all just a big mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all about the curation, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. And then also like, you know, in, you know, like Dana K. White in the book, her problem was that um, her mess was all aspirational where uh, she would be like, oh, I'm going to learn this new hobby. I'm going to learn how to like press wine bottles. And then I'm going to like sell them on eBay. And it's going to be my artsy little new business. And then she would go everywhere buying wine bottles and buying all the stuff. And she would like get bags and bags, go to garage sales, get bags and bags and bags of like wine bottles and stuff. And then maybe she would like press one of them. And then she would like forget about it and move on to the next thing. That's hard. But she wouldn't want to get rid of the thing because she might get around to it someday. And that's definitely like people, especially who like, as she calls it, those having project brain where you're always like moving on from one project to another, or, you know, just people who are crafty in general, like they can have like a big problem with that. You know, like, I mean, um, like I knit and um, used to have like tons and tons of yarn lying around. And now I like just kind of, 
got rid of what I'm definitely not using anymore and stuff like that. So again, like more curated, got rid of like books that I'm definitely not going to knit from, <laughs> got rid of the aspirational ones, kept the ones that I've actually used, <laughs> things and like that. I, I yeah. mean, I, a lot of this is very emotional and I, I, it's baby steps, you know, you do what you can at first. But I mean, I think that if you are really struggling in an area of your life, you know, if you can't meet the right person or if your career just isn't coming together or, you know, if you're financially, you're just really challenged, then really think about where that area falls in your living space and and look at the state of it. Like really kind of go in there and say, you know, is this where the garbage can is? Is this where I've shoved a pile of stuff that I no longer want anymore that I've been treating like garbage? Like what what is going on? Like, if you have a bunch of kind of unhappy images in some way in your relationship area, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help you meet the right person. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, we've talked before about um, if you're looking to meet somebody, then yeah, like maybe get rid of the stuffed animal collection in your room, or maybe if you're a bachelor, maybe buy more than one towel. I can't, I can't stress this enough. <laughs> I have more than one though. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's scary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, prepare for the life that you want, but also just really look around because I think that sometimes people, they're so used to having the stuff in front of their face that they don't see it anymore. Oh no, and you absolutely. And I, I can attest to that from personal experience. Like, yeah, you just don't see it until all of a sudden someone says, Hey, I'm coming over to drop something off. And then you oh, look no. around and you're like, Oh crap. <laughs> Shove everything in one room. <laughs> it's gotta go somewhere. But yeah, that's, that's the time where you look around and panic, but it, and it happens to everybody at some point, I think, unless you're kind of a clean freak, which is, I wish I was like that, but you know, <laughs> But uh, really, I mean, for the people out there, though, that really are struggling with something and it's really been a challenge and they can't seem to find, you know, a way to make it better, then that's when you kind of start looking at what's going on in your in your living space, in your workspace, in your car, even if you're driving around with a bunch of garbage, if you have a pile of stuff in your trunk that has been waiting to be cleaned out or you have stuff that you needed to donate that you've been driving around with forever all that stuff contributes to your chi and you're kind of just lugging around a bunch of extra stuff that clogs up manifesting good things. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that might be a good note to end on because otherwise we're so. going to run into two hours again. <laughs> but you know what? Again, baby steps shaping yes. behavior in the psychology world. And we are wrapping up five or 10 minutes earlier than last episode. Yes. So, yay. And this time, as I like told my kindergartners, <laughs> we're going to give ourselves a round of applause. So clap in a circle. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> I hope that everybody has a fantastic rest of the night and a fantastic week and look forward to seeing people next week in the chat and that sort of thing so yeah and it. please um if you like us rate and review us um uh, tell other people about us word of mouth is our best friend and also follow us on twitter 
I am at uh, Las Virgo and uh, Mystic Chick is at Chick underscore Mystic. Yeah, I got the underscore. Yep. <laughs> Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time, everybody, stay mystical. Good night, my witches. Bye.